Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 246. We're welcoming back one of my favourite guests today. It is one of my favourite songwriters. It is Dallas Green of City and Colour. The Canadian songwriter is releasing his seventh studio record under the City and Colour moniker titled The Love Still Held Me Near. Before we go any further, please head to the show notes to access all of our social media links and make sure you're subscribed across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure you're also subscribed to this pod on whatever podcast app that you use. Our guest list for April is shaping up to be just as good as the one that we've just gone through for March, and we can't wait to share some of those guests with you. So please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date. Our guest today is City in Colour. The side project from Dallas Green was born from when the Canadian musician wanted to try and stretch his songwriter muscle and attempt to write something that was sonically and lyrically a little bit different from his other hardcore outfit, Alexis on Fire. Now seven albums in, City and Colour is beloved the world over. We previously spoke to Dallas last year when Alexis on Fire released their most recent and brilliant record, Otherness. At the start of this year, Both City and Colour and Alexis on Fire toured around Australia, playing to fans who had missed seeing these live acts in action. Dallas and Australia seem to have a really beautiful connection after, I think, 20 years of touring, and that is one of the things that we touch on in today's conversation. This brand new record, The Love Still Held Me Near, is some of the best work that Dallas has put out, and it really is like a melting pot of all the previous City and Colour records. We discuss vulnerable songwriting with Dallas today and his ability to always be so emotive in his words. We um, we talk about his, maybe what he would refer to or what he would call as his midlife crisis and how it lyrically inspired some of the uh, most kind of honest songs on this record. And that is saying something for a City and Colour record. We also do discuss the fact that they were recently in the country touring um, and and I guess, as I said, that connection with Australia. All of City and Colour's socials can be found in the show notes of this episode and we want to say a massive thank you to Amy from Deathproof for her help with this interview. Here is our conversation with Dallas Green from City and Colour. But now that you're gone and I write down this song I don't believe this is how it's meant to be Please welcome back to This Song Is Yours from City and Colour, Dallas Green. Hello, sir. Hello, and uh, thanks for having me back. No, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> um, Dallas, I feel that we've we've just kind of missed each other, as we've just alluded to. Um, I had the pleasure of chatting to you last 
June for the most recent Alexis on Fire record. And um, firstly, I know that we discussed at the time, but congratulations on that brilliant record. Um, oh, thank you very much. Of course, but you've just been touring both City and Colour and Alexis here in Australia literally a matter of weeks ago. Um, how did it all go? How did it play out? Uh, it was wonderful, you know, like... Um been a long time in the making trying to do something like that where I could do both again at the same time kind of or like right after one another and uh the, the Australia being a, like an a sort of special circumstance of I was already going to be there and then there was a possibility to do the Alexis shows at the end and um for all the moving parts it was one of the best trips I've ever had and I don't even just mean to Australia like the weather was incredible. Obviously, <laughs> us leaving Canada in February is always a good um, is always a is a is a, is a special treat, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Somersault Festival was great. Getting to see a bunch of the country I'd never seen before, and playing in front of I think a bunch of people who had maybe never seen me before. And then the solo shows were great, and the Alexis shows were awesome. So it was a wonderful trip. I feel like not only um, covering ground in terms of the cities that you visited, but I feel that, as you mentioned, the Somersault Festival has a certain demographic. Alexis shows have a certain demographic. I feel like you've you've uh, connected with a lot of Australians this last trip um, that maybe before the coverage on, on yourself and the projects around you weren't as on such a large scope. But I feel like, yeah, everyone has been, everyone's still talking about these shows weeks after you've gone. So um, I feel like they were quite successful. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I hope, hope they're mostly saying nice things. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard a single negative thing. And even if I had, I would not report it to you. So okay, um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, Dallas, we are very um, lucky to be talking to you today. There's a brand new, City and Colour record in the form of The Love Still Held Me Near, which is out today. Congratulations on this on this record, mate. Thank you very much. I'm happy that it's uh, finally seeing the light of day. Of course. How long has this one, how long has this one been in the works? I think the last City and Colour record was 2019, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, well, I, I pretty much wrote all of the songs in and around the same time I was working on the Alexis songs as well. So we recorded this record three months after we made the Alexis record. So it's been, it's kind of just been sitting there for a while. Um, obviously because we, you know, wanted to put the Alexis record out and go and sort of tour the world with that. Um, but yeah, it's been there for a while and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm still very proud of it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited for people to hear it. I um, know that there's a lot of excitement around people hearing it as well. This is a, we were very lucky enough to have a listen before it is coming out. Um, and it is a sonically such a gorgeous record. I think that um, it's almost, I want to say, is the culmination of kind of a number of the previous records put into one. It sounds like this is what you've been working towards over those previous records. It sounds... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, is there, when you go to start a new record, do you ever revisit previous work of, of your own to see kind of what's been covered or what you've already done? No, I don't, not, I don't think necessarily like that. I mean, it's always sort of in the back of your head. It is just because I think, um, how can it not be, you know, like mm-hmm. 
there's this sort of, I, I don't want to treat it as a barometer ever, but I like, I definitely don't, ne- never interested in repeating myself, but I also don't think I'm capable of it. I think that I always want to move a little bit forward, but also I think I'm just, I sound different as I get older and more um, seasoned at living, you know? <laughs> uh, so, but sonically with this one, I think I really had an idea of what I needed it to be, you know, and I think because of the way in which I, I was sort of dealing with a lot of the things in my life at the time through the music, I wanted it to feel raw, you know? So I think that there is a good sort of live emotion to the record, but that's also, I didn't want it to sound like, say like how bring me your love sounds, which is, is like raw as you can be just putting a few microphones in a church and recording it, you know? Mm-hmm. So there was like, I think there was definitely elements of things I have done in the past for sure. But I think there's a lot of new ground on the record too, you know, and I do, I do hear what you're saying though. I do think it, it does cover a lot of what I've covered on previous records, but sort of all succinctly into one batch of songs. Yes. 100%. I think that, yes, I'm sorry if I didn't articulate that. No, no, I agree. I agree. I totally agree (laughs) with what you're saying, you know, and I, I, I think, um, I think the question was, was spot on, you know, when I, because you've mentioned that it was written around the same time as the Alexis on Fire record, Otherness. Um, again, brilliant record. We'll put the details for that album as well in the show notes um, for the podcast. But that record had elements on it that I feel were slightly City and Colour-esque. And obviously, how can they not be with yourself being part of both projects? But I'm wondering if that ever goes back the other way, whether you ever kind of find City and Colour songs with a slight more, I don't want to say edge, but like a, a, almost an Alexis tinge or flavor to it. Yeah, sure. I think, like you said, how can it not be? I, It's me, you know? <laughs> and I think that there's, I think the thing about these two records too is that for the longest time, for whatever reason, just the way it sort of it worked out for me was um, by doing both, it created this divide, not necessarily in me, but a divide between people who either like one, don't like the other, or wish I sounded like this way and that one. And this sort of like almost trying to make it where I have to pick one or the other. But really, I think I, I think maybe even subconsciously, I was running away from the idea that they had to be, they both had to be separate or something. But the fact of the matter is that I think it, they can both exist in the same space, you know, and I think these records are proof of that. So do I think that the Alexis record has some elements of my songwriting when I'm just writing by myself? I do, but I also think that coincides with the guys on Alexis wanting to explore those territories for the first time, you know? Cause we hadn't made a record in 13 years. And so like, if I happen to be writing a bunch of ideas at the same time as I'm writing like these other songs for the city color record, of course, like mistaken information on, on the Alexis record, I wrote, what well, was one of the first songs I wrote in the batch of all of these songs. And I thought it was maybe going to be a city and color song and just sort of like a quiet 
But it ended up being one of my favorite songs on the Alexis record because I played it for those guys and they were like, oh, this is great. Let's let's <laughs> do this with it, you know? And then Wade made it this really beautiful cinematic kind of like thing that I probably wouldn't have, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the core of it, it's this song, a, a real sort of soft, simple song that I wrote that I wanted to play in that setting, right? And then there's some loud moments on the City and Color record that could easily be if played a certain way, it could be in that, you know, and I think that's a place I've really wanted to find myself in where I could just do both and it would be okay, you know, and there wouldn't be like, so I'm like, I'm glad to hear you say that, you know? I think um, when we, when we spoke last, that there was a conversation around the, um, the songwriting between and how you kind of pick, what is an Alexis or what is a city and color track in that, I guess, is there much pre-thought when you said you, you showed the guys the song and that it um, then kind of turned out not to be a city and color song. Is there any key defining feature of something that you think this is why I want to show the guys or is it just kind of. Well, to be honest with, to be honest with you, like I hadn't found a place like that in the past, mm. you know? And I think it was just, that's based on, us being in that band from when we were kids and growing up in it and a lot of stuff involved in that, that's like connected into your personalities and habits you develop and all of that as a kid. But I think this time it just happened to be where I was writing all of these songs. And I think the atmosphere with which we were creating music when we were jamming with Alexis was so, uh, collaborative and supportive that I felt like, uh, like it was a safe place for me to just go, Hey, I wrote this song that I think is good. Do you guys, what do you, and, and their reaction to it was what sort of like felt made me feel comfortable with it, mm-hmm. you know? So it sort of came out of nowhere, but then it opened up this door for me to just be like, okay, well I have these other ideas and um the line started sort of blurring in my own head, which I was happy about, you know, that I could just create, which is all I ever, ever wanted to do is just create. Cause that's what I wanted to do. So I was young, just create music and play as much of it as possible and not get caught up <laughs> in who likes what better or what's, you know, what's more appealing and all these music industry bullshit things that I've had to deal with <laughs> just by making music, you know? Yeah. Um, that's where I found myself when I was in the middle of the pandemic with nothing to do, but write songs, Yeah, you know? And so I thought, yeah, I found my way to this like real uh, creative place where I could just write. And, and then I, you know, the other thing too, but the, the, I think the real divide is lyrically um, the city and color thing has always been this place for me to just ruminate about things that are deeply sort of, personal to me that I need to get off my chest and I don't want anybody else's opinion about them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whereas Alexis is like a built by committee, right? It's like, what can five people in a room come up with? Yeah. I, long, uh, long answer. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I appreciate the long answer. I, I was kind of, I was going to touch on the, uh, the lyrical content of the record. I know that, um, and we don't have to delve into any of the details too much if you're not comfortable to, but I know that this is um, a very deeply personal 
record for City and Colour. And I feel like that's even saying something because you are known for your vulnerability and, and personal lyrics. So I feel that this is a whole new kind of um, step. I don't even want to say forward. It is just even more bearing your soul. Um, how do you approach what you're comfortable with putting out to the masses? Because I feel that I know that what you said just a second ago, ruminating on these thoughts that only you can kind of talk to, is there ever a point where you're not self-censoring, but you've, you've realised it's too personal, that it, that it isn't something that even needs to be shared, that it's something that is just solely for you? Well, I think for me, you know, especially specifically with this group of songs, like I knew I was going to write about all of this. I had just gone through the most emotionally challenging period of my life. And I had always used music from the time I was young as a way to deal with things like that. You know, um, some of the first City and Color songs are just written about like, like coming home or hello, I'm in Delaware or things like that are written about how like I'm in the van with Alexis and I'm trying to figure out how to live this way. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking about it and it's like, I don't know why, but I just thought I'll write a song about that too. And then when I wrote these personal like journal entry songs and thinking not really, you know, I didn't really think many people were going to like really take to it. But then when I started realizing that people were really resonating with the music and the way I was writing so openly, and then through years and years and years of having conversations with people, I've realized that being so open isn't really, it's not that difficult for me. I don't know. I, I don't find it too. I mean, what's the difference between people that like spend all day oversharing on the internet? <laughs> you know? True. Yours, think, yours might be slightly more melodic, but yeah, that's a very so, good but, way but, to put so it. So you know what I mean? Like for me, I think for the longest time, this is how I've been doing it, is writing about what's going on in my head mm -hmm. or my heart and a coping mechanism, if you want to call it that, or, you know, a, a, a therapeutic tool for me has always been, let me write about what's going on in my head and, and try to like, as I'm crafting a song about this thing, it could be like this huge overarching thing. Um, let me get out of my own head and, and write myself out of it, put it in a song, and then hopefully then it grows wings and moves forward and does something for somebody else. Like that's always been my process because it's how it's always worked. And so when it came time to start writing, I knew I was going to write about my relationship falling apart and and my best friend dying and and uh losing my entire sense of what i thought my identity was because the pandemic was happening i knew i was going to write about all these things because that's just how i've always done it mm. now when i started writing i i did feel like okay maybe this is a bit too personal but then i thought well well that's that's ridiculous like i'm doing this to help myself work through all this bullshit <laughs> you know and that was the <laughs> moment where i was like well let me just write these songs it'll help me and then if it does become a record and it does end up coming out, well, then I'll deal with if it's too personal or not. And I did have a little moment of uh, panic right before the first song meant to be came out because I, you know, I did have a moment where I thought, am I being too, should I be writing about this? Is this bad of me to like share this experience? And 
I ultimately realized, no, it's not. I mean, it's, this is not, I'm writing about love and life and death. Everybody's going through that. Yeah. So it's just my way of dealing with it and um, processing it all. And if I can write it into a song that then speaks for somebody who doesn't know how to, or doesn't have the right words to say about what they're feeling, then, I mean, that's just the most beautiful thing ever. Agreed. I I feel like meant to be is a perfect. I know I kind of touched on it before, but is a perfect encapsulation of the the body of work you've released previously. I feel that the lyrics are reminiscent of um, "Bring Me a Love" era songs. The sonics are kind of more high in the harm, but that it really does represent what you do best, which is getting to getting to the core of people's kind of really bare emotions and um, and soul <laughs> um i was wondering if you would uh let me be a little bit selfish a little bit indulgent i would love to ask about um my favorite track on the record it was without warning it's a little bit later i think it's around track eight um okay. but I, yeah i just thought this was a great track um a little bit uh i don't not even alt country but it just Something about this song stuck out to me. I was wondering if you'd allow me to ask for, um, I guess, where this song came from or the inspiration behind it. Yeah, that's a that's one of those. It's a special one because it was one that just sort of unfolded in front of me, and that's a really rare occurrence for me. I I was um, I was kind of mining through some old uh, demo files I had, you know, cause sometimes I like to go through and see, did I record anything weird in the, you know, <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning that couldn't, you know, it's always nice to just sort of get a spark. And I, I came across what I suppose was just a me fooling around on the keyboard. And it was basically what you hear as the sort of verse melody and the chorus melody. And I thought, Oh, that's good. Like, let me sit for a minute with that. And I, I remember the afternoon I was sitting with it and I immediately kind of the song just really started coming out of me. Like, so I called my friend Matthew who produced the record with me and he was in Vancouver at the time. Now he's much, he's a much more like he's a wizard of a musician Mm -hmm. and the roadblocks (laughs) in my musical landscape don't exist for him. So it was like a rare moment where instead of like, spending three days trying to put the song together um, in logic. I knew exactly what I needed that song to be. And and I could like hear it finished just from the, the little bit I had unearthed in the demo. So I called Matt and I said, I'm going to send you this verse chorus thing. Give it to me in like a five minute framework in this vibe. And it was the vibe that you kind of hear on the record. And, he sent me back a demo and I wrote the song over it that afternoon. And I sent it back to him with the vocals and he put a few more instruments on the demo. And like, if I played you the demo right now, it sounds almost exactly like the version you hear <laughs> on the record. And it was just one of those ones that it, uh, and that rarely, rarely happens for me. I'm, I'm a pretty like, like I break up the writing and I think it's like part of, cause I'm like terrified of making something I don't like or, I have this real tumultuous relationship with myself and songwriting, (laughs) but occasionally it's like I get out of my own way and I can just write. And that was one of those ones. It was just all the lines came to me real. 
succinctly and easily. And like, I remember writing that bridge line, the, you always wanted a love song. Well, now I'm singing you one line. And I thought, well, that's a good line, you know, and it just (laughs) sort of came, it was one of those perfect ones that just sort of like, it made me really love songwriting, you know? So I'm glad you'd like that one. It is a gorgeous song. Thank you for allowing me to, um, to, to ask about it. I am going to be, and I apologize because I, I know I said I'd be a little bit selfish. I'm going to be a tiny bit more selfish, but for a, the greater audience here in Australia, um, I realized that we did discuss that you've, you've just spent the last number of weeks here touring with both Alexis and City and Color. Obviously there's a lot more touring ahead for you this year. Could we possibly at any point, maybe next year, expect to see you back in Australia with this record? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know about, it'll probably be next year. I would, if, if we do come back that, you know, but of course, I mean, anybody who knows me, because <laughs> I'm always willing to like add to the tally of how many times I've been to Australia, <laughs> you know? So of course, I think, I think, um, especially because the tragedy happened there and for many years, it was a real dark uh, a dark cloud over such a beautiful place in, in my own experience. And this last tour we just did being so wonderful. was a real like reminder of how, um, appreciative I am of, of my time and my ability to get to come to Australia and how supportive the people have always been there of my music. So I can't wait to come back. I was just there for five weeks and I can't wait to come back. <laughs> Again, I realize that you have only just left us, so I, I appreciate the um, still wanting to to come visit us. Uh, is there anything that you kind of can put your finger on in terms of why your music seems to resonate with Australians? As you meant, um, where was it? I think on the project you mentioned between bands and even personally, it was maybe I think 20, 23 times you've been here. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. I really don't know. I think it's, um, I do, I do think about that first show a lot, you know, that first night we played in Adelaide. I think I told that story on the the TV show. Like it was one of those moments where we were young, a young band and we were so far away, but people just seemed so connected to it immediately. And I have felt that ever since with both, both projects, you know, like the first time, I remember talking to kids about sitting color there and just thinking like, wow, you've heard that, you know, and, <laughs> um, to think about all the time since, like, it's just, I can't put a finger on it because I, if I knew what made people connect to songs, I would write books about it. But I, I, all I can say is, um, I'm just thankful, you know, I mean, I'm an independent artist, so I'm, I'm grateful for whoever is listening um, because I know it's a little harder to, to sort of find it in the, the haystack, but I've always, yeah, I don't know. I've just always been so appreciative of it. Well, I know that you are very well loved and there does seem to, oh, I don't even want to articulate it like that because I feel that that's putting it up to, to fate or to the universe. I know that there is a lot of hard work from yourself and that is why people love you. And I think your vulnerability and, and everything along those lines, um, Dallas, usually we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to, if there is anything that's kind of on high rotation for yourself at the moment. What am I loving right now? You know, I really like the, 
I, for for whatever reason, the last week or so, I've been really listening to the the Alex G record, uh, "God Save the Animals." Mm-hmm. Maybe I missed it when it came out. Did it come out last year? But I really like that record. Um, there's this girl named Billy Martin from the UK who's a really great singer songwriter. She's just put out some new songs that are all really good. Um, Feist has new songs, which is always a a pleasure. <laughs> unintended um and lots of stuff but those are those are three uh three good ones for now all very solid choices um Dallas thank you so much for coming onto the podcast congratulations on the new record the love still held me near which is out today um but yeah thank you once again for for coming on thanks man thanks nice talking to you again 